for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome into On The Pace on this Wednesday, the 31st of January. It's wonderful to have you joining us as we look ahead towards Hunter Cup Night at Melton on Saturday evening alongside the Great Southern Star, the four-year-old Bonanza, some really good undercard races as well. And then, of course, on Sunday afternoon, the sales take place uh, also. So it's a busy weekend all in all, and there is plenty of New South Wales flavour at Melton this weekend. We raced at Menangle yesterday and a few of the young guns were certainly to the fore. Josh Gallagher with the double on the card. Will Rickson also uh, was able to win two races and Jack Callaghan much of the same with another two. So a few of the guys certainly having good afternoons at the office before we moved along to Wagga that raced uh, last night as well. Blake Jones with multiple winners on that card as well as Peter McRae and Trevor White combining for a race-to-race double. We've got a trialling session underway as we speak at Menangle this morning, including a really deep open-class trial, which has already been staged. Features Hot and Treacherous, Firefox, Expensive Ego, Bondi Lockdown, Better Be the Best. So they rated 151 and 6. Hot and Treacherous was successful, home in 26 and 4. He knows doubt. Firefox, Expensive Ego just in behind them. Bondi Lockdown went to uh, the line pretty well untested and better be the best was seven metres behind them. So he made a trip to Menangle uh, to no doubt tighten the screws off the back of two local Bathurst trial efforts. We can expect, you would assume now, off the back of that to see better be the best uh, next Saturday night at Menangle for the first of the local Chariots of Fire qualifiers, the Hondo Grattan, that $50,000 feature. So we'll have the first of the runners confirmed through to the Chariots of Fire after Saturday night's four-year-old Bonanza. And then the first uh, four home in the Hondo Grattan will also book their positions into that four-year-old feature to be run on the first Saturday in March. So that's a trialling session underway presently at Menangle and we'll be able to catch the replays and all of the remaining results as the afternoon plays out. A few other nice four-year-olds going around a little later on. Doug's Platter, now part of the Kevin Pizzuto stable. He's there. Don Hugo is there, as is Neptune, our Vinny, Rock and Roll Hammer. So now that could be quite a deep Hondo Grattan next Saturday evening and we're expecting even further the four-year-olds to descend on New South Wales after that with the power face Adios likely to have Don't Stop Dreaming, Merlin amongst others. Sooner the better. The first of the Kiwi contingent arriving in New South Wales likely to go around next Saturday night as well. So that Chariots of Fire series is going to be exceptional. As mentioned, Hunter Cup night certainly holds plenty of the interest this weekend. We've got the Hunter Cup, we've got the Great Southern Star amongst others. And Brad Hewitt is taking uh, a duo to those features that are certainly uh, up for serious contention as well, that being Captain Snook and Typo, and he's our guest for On The Pace this morning. Good morning, Brad. How are you? Good, Brett. How are you? Very well, thank you. You're taking the two boys south this weekend. Uh, I guess initial reactions to their barrier draws, Captain Snook four, Typo three, but comes into two. Yeah, we're really happy with their barriers this time. Yeah, bit unfortunate who's sort of landed inside them, but yeah, it's a lot better than drawing the car park, that's for sure. 
Captain Stock will start off with, he went around just on 10 days ago now at Menangle for his first up effort and rated 150 and 1. He looked super there. Was uh, that what you expected from him first up? He'd had two trials in preparation. Is that what you wanted him to uh, do uh, to start off this campaign? Oh, not really. I would have yeah, preferred to be going a bit slower just yet, but um, yeah, that's why I'd give him the two trials and yeah, made the effort to go and trying at Menangle because yeah, this time of year there's all these good horses coming back like you said all them horses trial and there's just quality everywhere and yeah that's what can happen so I wanted to make sure he was pretty screwed down and um, yeah thankfully he was because yeah, he had to go 150 to win it. He seems probably a maybe a few weeks ahead of uh, quite a few of these four-year-olds, a lot of them trialling, uh, a lot of them will be going first up into a few of these features, including many of your rivals there on Saturday night in the Bonanza. So it's a good position to be in. You seem to be on top of things at the moment, whereas a few of them maybe on the fresher side. Was that a, a plan? Did you map out what his campaign towards the Chariots of Fire was going to look like off the back of the Breeders' Challenge? Yeah, pretty well, pretty well, Britt. Um yeah, I, I didn't want to be going in underdone like into these races, and um, yeah, near this um, Bonanza race was on. So if he was going good enough, yeah, there was opportunity to take him there. Like we we've done that, but um, even there yeah, for the the other two qualifying races back at Menangle, like you need to be yeah, really fit and ready to rock and roll. Like as, as I said before, them them names you mentioned there before, like, there's just a lot of quality this year in the four-year-olds so it's going to come down the barrier draws but yeah at least we'll know our fellas fit and ready. So the winner of Saturday night's Bonanza books their position straight through to the Chariots of Fire. Uh, was this always on the radar? I'm sure that it's a race that you knew about but uh, did his performance sway you to take him south? Did the fact that Don't Stop Dreaming wasn't going around in it sway you to head south? Uh, yeah, a bit of both, yeah, when Don't Stop Dreaming was, yeah, decided to contest the Hunter Cup, I thought we might have been able to dodge a couple back home, but, um, yeah, like, there's still another four or five other really nice horses down there, and that's what you'd expect this time of year, but, um, yeah, it really come down to old typo, get, getting a run in the Hunter Cup or not, too, like, and when he won last weekend, like, he's nearly assured to get a run in that so um yeah I was more than happy to take the pair of them what about uh, the race shape on Saturday evening there is a few unknowns perfect class to, class is first up Captain Hammerhead is first up Frankie Ferocious is it certainly an unknown commodity as well do you think that you can find the top on Saturday night is that a position you're after oh it'd be nice if we could get there but um yeah but probably not like just uh, within the other two Drawn inside us, like they're both yeah, really nice horses and perfect class. Like he's yeah, led a lot of his races, but yeah, we'll just have to come out for 50 or 100 and, and have a look. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm yeah, be, be more than happy to sort of just have to sit up outside and we're going to be in the front half of the field. And yeah, at least, like I said, we hadn't drawn way out the back or out wide or whatever, but yeah, it, it could be handy regardless of yeah, sort of what happens early. 
He certainly looks to have maybe that fitness advantage over a few of his rivals as well, which could be a big help if it is a frenetically run short course event. Uh, that's Captain's Knock in the four-year-old. But Anza, just on him, we know we didn't see a lot of him as a three-year-old. He was able to cap off the season with the Breeders' Challenge, however. Uh, so he's obviously had a, a couple of little niggly issues along the way, but touch wood, he's maturing now and holding together well. Yeah, just at the end of his two-year-old season, just had to... Uh couple of little issues and um, yeah just giving the time he probably could have come back um, yeah a couple of months earlier t- to be honest but I'll just give him a bit, bit of extra time if there's no need to rush him there's nothing else he had to sort of rush back for and um, yeah I just wanted to make sure he was back for that uh, greatest challenge but yeah everything seems like he's yeah, on top of everything at the, at the minute so yeah, fingers crossed it stays that way. That's Captain Snock in the four-year-old Bonanza. And Typo, you mentioned he was awesome last week at Menangle, 52-9 and nine for the 2300. And I would assume you were out there to make a statement, and you did just that. Yeah, well, I, I sort of wouldn't worry about that. Either I just wanted to yeah, try and win the race, to be honest, and that's just yeah, how it unfolded. He obviously found the top, and yeah, the, the horse outside me got pulling a bit, and then... Yeah, Spirit, Spirit of St. Lawrence had to come and do a heap of work. And once he'd done that, I just said, decided to sort of keep the foot down and sort of make it hard for him. And, um, yeah, those back in the field. But he's good and solid old fellow. And, yeah, you, you know what you get with him anyway. He was very good at Shepparton in the pacing cup. I would assume you were very happy with that effort. So he's had a little bit of travelling now and he came up with gate number three or two should the emergency not be required in the Hunter Cup. I'm sure he would have loved to be maybe one position further down. He's not electric off the arm, but his gate speed seems to be developing typo. Hey, he gets out as good as sort of yeah, anything really without being blistering lucky. I wouldn't say he could cross anything but yeah he gets out good enough to be able to yeah, go with anything so um yeah i would love to yeah, be on the fence but as i said before um he's still nice and handy there and yeah not drawn right out wide or off the second line so yeah he can be too far away either fingers crossed what do you think happens in the Hunter Cup? Does catch a wave hand or hold? I'm sure that you'd love to see him hold the leader and make Leap to Fame work for it. But uh, deep down, how do you think things play out? Yeah, I'd, I'd love him to hold and yeah, make a bit of a race of it. But I just keep on coming back to that Eureka race last year. And that was 2400 and Leap to Fame sat outside him and just yeah, crushed him into the ground, really. So... I don't know, I, I can't see him wanting to do that again, but yeah, like I said, I, I hope I'm wrong. Is there anything that gets in between them and makes life interesting? Are you one of them? How positive are you going to be at the start? Yeah, we're going to have to come out, not just going to yeah, sit there and yeah, do, do nothing. Like we're still going to have to come out for 100. Like, you never know, but catch a wave, drawing one as well. Like, it's a bit harder drawing down the inside than, yeah sort of through the middle or out wide but yeah we'll just come out and yeah, see what's going on and even a couple of horses in, the, in between um, us and late the fame like C. Art and Kelly James they both get off the gate really good too so yeah we'll, we'll just have to come out for a bit and yeah anything can happen so you just got to be ready.
sure can, but great to have two uh, good hopes in those feature races at Melton this weekend for sure and certain. Before then, you're off to Bathurst tonight, so we might as well grab your thoughts on these runners, the first of which is Beer Money in race number three. He's won two from 13. He's pretty consistent. We haven't seen him for six weeks or so, but he had a trial um, in the last few days to, to ready him for this assignment. What did you make of the trial and what do you make of the barrier draw? Inside of the second row, is it a, a good draw or a tricky one? Um, yeah, he went pretty good in the trial. Um, first year, he just had a couple of weeks off over Christmas after his last start, but yeah, he, he trialed really nice the other day, but... Um, yeah, obviously drawing inside the second line, he's going to rely on a lot of luck being there. But if the switch coming his way, I think he's, yeah, he's well and truly good enough to be able to win. But like I said, he's just going to have to rely on a lot of luck. What about Emma's boy? He's been in your stable for about a year now. He hasn't won a lot of races, but he's been pretty consistent. He just looks to be in that tricky grade where there's no easy race, so to speak, for him to target. And tonight's no different. It's pretty deep. You've got... Harrison Ross taking the five points off to help him start a little closer to the inside. Where does he get to tonight, Emma's boy? Uh, he's been a bit frustrating, a bit of a hot and cold horse, and he's best. He's definitely good enough to win this. He's won two sort of metropolitan races. Like on the Sunday night at Menangle last time, he's best. He's good enough to win, but um, he's got pretty good gate speed. So, yeah, same thing. He can just come out for... 100 and have a look what's going on but yeah I'd like him to get across to the fence and yeah he can please himself from there and the Texas Ranger has had a handful of starts now back from a, a long spell I thought his run there two runs ago particularly at Wagga is really good and probably didn't have the uh, the best of fortune last time out at Goulburn either he's a lovely little sit sprint horse if he got conditions to suit tonight and maybe they could tonight it's a, a strong enough race where you do, you would expect there to be some tempo but he's got a nice draw yeah it just um he doesn't have a whole lot of gate speed so I don't think you'd be able to get across the one horse it yeah, would be nice if you just get across and down the fence but um yeah he's just a, a good little sit sprinter and yeah he tries his guts out so yeah, so there's a bit of tempo on and he hasn't done much work and he's not too far away. Like he, he might be able to run home yeah, into the money, I'm hoping. And in the last online, Betty, you take the drive here, only a filly having a second career start. She probably didn't have the clearest of passages on debut at Goulburn there last week, but what did you make of her effort? And this looks like a winnable race. Yeah, I was actually really happy with her. She sort of wasn't really to, ready to... Be having a start, but yeah, obviously been on the the home track and um, yeah, didn't have to travel anywhere. So yeah, Dad decided to put her in here, and yeah, I was more than happy with the run, um, given her an experience. None, they went decent times. So yeah, she's got a a nice trailing draw there as well. I don't know how how the two gets out, but um, yeah, if she's sort of in the first half of the field, then yeah, like I. On how she went last start, I think she could be finishing off and yeah, hopefully hard to beat. All right, a good push there for race eight, number 10 online. Betty, appreciate your time this morning, Brad. We'll let you get back to it. Good luck tonight at Bathurst, but particularly there at Melton on Saturday night and a few of those features headlined by the AG Hunter Cup. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me.
Brad Hewitt joining us this morning. So he's got Typo engaged in the Hunter Cup and Captain's Knock a really strong hope in that four-year-old Bonanza. He was awesome first up from a break. And whilst a few of his major rivals are fresh, he's got that 150 mile already under his belt and he's going to prove mighty hard to beat in that race on his quest towards the Chariots of Fire. So we race at Bathurst this evening. The first of eight gets underway at 6.38. Just a reminder, that trialling session, it's an all-important trialling session at Menangle as well, well and truly underway. And the uh, results and replays will be up a little later on uh, this afternoon. So it would be well worth a look with some of these features just around the corner. I'll be back tomorrow morning from the pace from 10.30 here on Sky Sports Radio.